There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel and USA Network. I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of the event series, The Purge. Okay, so it is definitely picking up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My poor husband walked in on this. He has never seen the movies. He's never watched the show. I mean, it's only three episodes in. And he happened to walk in uh, midway through, and he's like, what the hell are you watching? What is it? What are these sick people doing? And I'm like, all right. Let me recap. No, there's too much. Let me sum up. Yeah. yeah, He just looked totally confused. He's like, what's happening? And then we went on talking about, well, could this happen in real life? So kind of funny when you think about it in that term. And Steve and I joke around about retail purge, where basically you just get to say anything you want, which sometimes, oh, sometimes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But this is definitely something that, we want to know what you guys think, if that's something that could actually happen in major cities. Because obviously places like Montana, where your population is much more spread out than New York, I don't think it would happen. But right. something to think about. So if you guys want to share your thoughts on that, make sure you send us an email at sci-fi talk. It's S-Y-F-I talk at fangirlzone.com because we want to know what you guys think about it. Mostly because I think this could totally turn into something even more than just the show talking about because well i'll get to it when we get to the parts i'll I'll share the thoughts and the wisdom that my my husband decided to share with me but before all of that now that i've gone off on a tangent we have ratings news the ratings that i can never figure out so why don't you hit me with that steve all right episode three on usa brought in a 0.44 in adults 18 to 49 with 1.131 million viewers making it the fourth overall cable show so wow. three episodes and it has not dropped. That's because it's top five. Keeps ratcheting up. That's so right. <laughs> we had world building and now we're in the whole world. Yes. Now on sci-fi, eh, once again, it didn't make the top one fifty. It's just got to be because of day. Yeah, I think I so mean, too. Everybody's watching it on Leo Live, which I'm not, but I watch it on like the repeat. But it's really interesting too. This the difference in it. But I'm really thinking that if we were able to get the live plus seven, right, that'd be huge with that too. Yeah, and hopefully we'll see something shortly. We're almost to our month between uh, live plus seven reports, so <laughs> I will see how that works out. Right. All right. Let's jump into episode three: the urge to purge. Okay, that just sounds like somebody's going to get sick, but okay. Purge night is a nightmare. No one's safe from the terror, from the possibility that they might reach their sudden, unceremonious, and gruesome demise. Yep. 
That's what Purge Night's all about at this point. Yes, it is. And it's really interesting because we did actually get throwbacks this episode to the latest movie, which was the first Purge, which followed right. me on the follow the bouncing ball, was a prequel to everything else to show you how it initially started. Right. And so I liked how they they are tying it together. Yes, absolutely. So we first get to see Miguel, who again is trying to talk to Pete the cop. And he's just like, yeah, this ain't happening, buddy. It's really interesting, too, because we do see somebody talk to Pete and hand him a large envelope, assuming it's filled with cash. Oh, absolutely. For information, I guess. Or to stay safe. I mean, we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. He doesn't seem to be helping a whole lot. but No, I have a feeling that was for weapons. Oh, he did say you can collect everything outside, right? Right. Well, it's very disheartening but i was wrong that that guy really was pete how oh, i said last time i thought maybe he was like the guy the short guy right but yeah the the big guy that was kind of a douche really was pete and he just didn't want to be bothered and we find out i have all sorts of stuff i have money i have weapons i don't need any of this you need to give me something especially if you want something fast and it turns out the other guy who i originally thought was pete which we never get his name leans in and kind of bends Pete's ear. He's like, you know, that guy won the gauntlet, right? And he's like, hold on, what? Yeah. He, went, <laughs> he has that car, which it is a nice car. Oh, yeah. 72 Chevelle. Wait, didn't he say it was 71? I don't know. It was pretty. Yeah. It was a pretty car. <laughs> I'm not even that big of a car person. I'm like, ooh, I like that. But right as this is going on, we get the flashback of Miguel and Penelope as children who happen to have lived on Staten Island, which if you've seen the movies, is where the the last movie, The First Purge, actually took place. And we find out that he is part of the OMF, which I was hoping they were going to say what the heck this was, because it didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> we find out it was the original martyr family, one yeah. of the original martyr families. Because if you haven't seen the movie, let us give a quick sum up. The government, were they were doing an experiment, and... It turns out that they really needed this experiment to work for the NFFA, which are the new founding fathers of America, to really rise into power. Right. And so they were going around essentially bribing people. Hey, if you stay on Staten Island during the, the first purge, you'll get money. And then if you participate, you'll get additional money. Right. And we see somebody from the government in there talking to Miguel and Penelope's parents. And of course, mom's like we're not going to participate they're like no no just stay here it's fine you stay inside no big deal right <laughs> yeah because obviously too good to be true if you've seen the movie you understand all that i won't give anything else away but turns out there were intruders and if you listen really carefully i don't think they were just regular old people and they're purging no but again don't want to give it away Watch and listen carefully, and then you'll understand you really need to watch the first movie. Right. Well, the first Purge movie. <laughs> I keep saying the first movie, but you guys know what I mean. Like I said, follow the bouncing ball, because it's going to go back and forth, but it makes a lot more sense now that they're tying it together, which I know you and I had talked about previous to this even starting, that I was hoping we were going to get missing pieces, basically. Right. Like, yeah. fill in the puzzle, and we are. And apparently, the OMFs are kind of a big deal. Yeah. Because... Not as many people survived it as we seem to think at the end of the movie. Right. So interesting, interesting. 
But we find out everything that happened. And this is when we know Penelope had actually witnessed the murder of her mother. And by the sounds happening, I think it was more than just murder. Yeah. I was like, oh, so disgusted with that. But you know what? The more we watch this, the more it's like the sickest thing somebody could think of is probably what would happen. Right. Yeah, I don't see as much as you want to believe people are going to stand up and be like, no, I can't do this. I wouldn't let this completely baser instinct come out. I think a lot of people would. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I would like to hope the people in, what was it, first episode, second episode, that were running the ambulance. Right. I'd like to believe that that would happen more, but I'm really starting to think it probably wouldn't. Yeah. More and more I look around with everything. But I digress. Pete ended up giving information. Yay, Pete. Because he wanted the car. Now, there was some back and forth to when Pete sees, which we finally find out Miguel is part of the Marine Corps. He sees his tattoo. Right. Right now, Pete's part of former Army Army Rangers, I believe. I could yeah. be wrong. And I really thought he's going to be like, go get your sister and then bring the car back. But he's like, yeah, it's about a mile down that way. Right. Dang, that's kind of cold, but all right. Could have gave him a beater or something. So we see him running, and next thing we know, we see the good leader. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, I thought in Dirk Gently she was creepy because she was creepy weird. Right. This is just she's straight creepy. Yeah. Because she wants Penelope to speak to the rest of the group to comfort their fears, which, of course, she does. And hello, guess who gets picked for the next drop-off? Of course, Penelope. Penelope actually looked upset, but when she gets up to talk to everybody, she's completely calm. What the heck? I think she was worried that what happened to the last girl was going to happen to her. Right. And she's like, I don't want to go out like that because they're going to drag my butt right out of this no matter what. So I don't know. I was really nervous about what was going to happen. And of course, we want Miguel to find her. Right. But we also know thanks to Pete, that the bus makes the same journey every purge night. And the leader is always the same. So apparently she, I'm the last to be purged. Really? She's the one pocketing all the money for this. Yeah. So I really think what we discussed last episode, that she is taking money to get certain types of victims in certain areas. Yep. No doubt in my mind. I'm like so not cool with this right now. (laughs) No. But we go back to Miguel because this is kind of happening simultaneously, who is about to go through a really crappy area. And suddenly a van comes up and they're like, hey, Pete sent us. I'm like, oh, good. He sent help. Right. Yes and no. Yeah. (laughs) Turns out there's some journalists from out of country here to actually document what's going on because they want it to not happen in their countries. Right. Which is interesting. I could not place accents. The one I just think was somewhere United Kingdom. I couldn't place it. Right, right. Yeah. And when he finds out Miguel's an OMF, he starts to interview him until Miguel's like, I can't do this. Stop. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, hey, your girl's down that way. Go get the bus. And he's like, but you're not taking me through? He's like, oh, no, no, no. That's why we have telephoto lenses. That's right. (laughs) They ain't getting anywhere close to the battlefield. The fire, yeah. It's like, uh, you know, we're here to, to do this, but I need to live to get it out. <laughs> you know, you can't blame them. I mean, oh, they no. not like they got a dog I, in the fight. They even tried to do that. Right. 
So I'm pretty impressed they got there and helped them as it was. So there's a lot of weirdos, as we've seen, happening. Yeah. Somebody, what was it? He was, I don't know if the guy was dead, but another guy was like whacking golf balls off the person, I think, out of their mouth. So I think we're assuming the other person's dead, but uh, there's weird stuff happening. Yeah. People with flamethrowers and yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he's just there with his Glock and a vest, and dude, I don't know how well that's going to help you in this insanity. No, you just happen to look at somebody the wrong way, or it could be all over for Miguel very quickly. Right, and we go back to Penelope, who, like we said, there's nuns, and this is where my husband came in. He's like, what in the hell is happening? (laughs) I have been trying to think of like a really good crazy decoration for Halloween. And I was thinking of the nun and how scary that is. I don't know. I'm now <laughs> leaning towards these weird light up nuns with creepy faces. Yeah. <laughs> I think creepy either way it'll work, but they blindfold her. So they didn't just attack her like the first guy. Oh no. The second one was dragged away and we're worried she's being sexually assaulted. And then we have this one where we're not quite sure what's going to happen because they were completely quiet. She didn't struggle, and I'm like, what is happening to Penelope? Right. Is there some way that, for some reason, these are actually good people that look super creepy? Probably not. No. I think this is getting deeper and deeper into, shall we say, the immorally gray areas of humanity. I think Penelope, when before it's all said and done, she will probably wish she was dead. Ah. I think her life is going to get so much worse. That's going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, obviously yeah. it sucks anyway, but it's going to be worse when she thought she's doing something good. And yeah, I'm not seeing that. Sorry there, Penelope. No, no, you're not giving at least. Right. Not yet. But it's interesting because you have this moment where Miguel stands in front of this weird Winnebago, yeah, which has the nuns in it, and they're pointing a big, big gun at him, and he's pointing his handgun, and he's like, "I don't want to start anything. I'm looking for a bus." And they're like, "Oh, cool, it's over there." I wanted, like, all of a sudden Penelope to be like Miguel, something, right? But no, so he goes over and stops the bus, which is impressive that it stopped. It could have ran his butt over, right? Gets on takes you know looks at everybody and then takes the leader off and the leader is just like she's not here we're all your brothers and sisters it's like no no listen listen psycho yeah (laughs) just tell me where she is and she's like the nuns took her and i thought even though she was trying to look calm that miguel was gonna just be like all right you're right i have to purge and take her out and then the rest of them would have been like i i'm not getting off the bus yeah because they would have no spiritual leader and maybe that's what we would have needed yeah I don't know. Okay. I think uh, Miguel will do something before the end of this series to little Miss Tavis. I guess we will find out. All right, Fiona, I'm watching you. Yeah. All right, let's go over to Jane. Hey, they closed the deal. Yippee! Ah, they can celebrate. And this is still pretty early in the night. I mean, they got a long time to go that they're stuck together. Right. I don't know if that's a good idea at this point. No. (laughs) Jane's like, yeah, go ahead. Just, you know, be careful. And they're like, because it's purge night. 
Yeah, dude, just because everybody signed the waiver doesn't mean something's going to happen. You're just safe in your office. Right. And right then, I'm like, oh, some shit's going to go down. That's all I kept thinking. Right. And you see Jane very serious because she can't get her phone to connect to the video feed. Right. Oh, great. (laughs) And suddenly, Daniel Skypes in or whatever they're doing. He was like kind of pissy. Oh, absolutely. Why didn't you call? I had to get a call from, what was it, the Japanese? Yeah. For them to tell me that you closed the deal. I'm missing such and such party for this. The Stanton party, no less. Now, that was the party that Rick and Jenna are at, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Okay, see, I somehow they're going to tie Tying them all together. All together, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but as I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, no wonder she wants you dead. Yeah. I want you dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a doorbell. It's like, wait a second. Nobody's out and about during the purge they're not just chilling they're not gonna ring your doorbell what the hell so you have jay not connecting to that and you have the doorbell happening which of course he comes back and he's like oh is the pizza guy just kidding keep me informed now i'm starting to think that he somehow set her up oh absolutely and i'm really like huh what's happening (laughs) and like you know start turning the wheels and I wonder what's going to happen. Right. But you have, was it Mark and Allison, who've been kind of duking it out for the promotion. Right. And they're like, oh, we're just kidding. You know, I don't care who gets it. It, You know, Mark's like, if it's Allison, I'll just keep working. That's fine. Because you're a great mentor. And I'm like, all right, we've already know as the fans here that Allison's the one that's going to get the promotion. Right. But she hasn't told them, which... I understand they're trying to close this deal. They don't want one to kind of be like lording over the other. Yes. But I I, I thought she would take him off to the side and be like, I think you're a great worker. Yeah, I'm not going to promote you. I think Allison's really due for this. And then vice versa to Allison. Be like, you guys are both great workers, but I really feel that you're due. Right. But because she doesn't do any of this, Jane suddenly notices those two aren't there. Right. Because Allison comes up to Mark and whispers in his ear, and you see him leave. You go, what's going on here? Right, especially because all the offices are glass. Right. And he went through a non-glass door. Right. And she's like, did you see anybody leave? Talking to the security guards. And they're like, yeah, a guy and a girl. Which you think there's like, what, a dozen people there that they would at least know the names? Right. (laughs) Yeah, they would. They'd have to know. So she goes into this other office. And she's looking around, and then you hear something, and I'm like, oh, my God, are they just having sex? Right. Which it kind of looked like that's what was starting. Right. But Allison decided to take the promotion into her own hands. Yeah. And this is, again, my husband's like, what the hell? I'm like, well, yeah, they were in competition. But there's not competition anymore. And Allison's like, do you let HR know about my promotion? (laughs) I'm like, this woman looks crazy. I mean... She's just staring at the dead body that she just, like, stabbed repeatedly with scissors. Right. And Jane's looking at her like, have you lost your damn mind? Right. <laughs> I was like, well, that's one way to take out your competition. But at that point, I swear I would have been like, you were getting the promotion. What the hell? Right. And that's kind of the way Jane looked at her was like, <laughs> you you got the promotion. What? This was so unnecessary. And. Uh, I keep thinking, because this is all we see, 
And of course, Jane's wondering, what have I done now? Exactly. I'm no better than her because I sent a hit out on my boss. So, hmm. But I feel like, well, they're off it. They're off the floor. Like, oh, she yeah. Could always take care of Allison, make it look like Mark did it, that they basically did each other in. Right. But, oh my God, that's messed up. Because I'm sorry, if you find out that your coworker did that to the person they were up against for a promotion, I'd be like, don't ever put me against her. Right. Because I don't want her working for she, me. Right. <laughs> she kill me yeah. next time. Right. <laughs> She's like, this one is batshit crazy because she just had that look. I don't know. Yeah. She has me worried that she's going to lose it before the end of the series. Yeah, before the end of the night, before the 12 yeah. hours is over with. So let's jump over to the Statins party. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Throws so, of a deep, passionate kiss out by the pool. Right. And wow, because Lila's just like, I had to do that. And Jenna's like, I'm pregnant. Okay, well, first of all, we know it's not hers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Interesting, because the conversation then, when Jenna and Rick end up meeting up again shortly after, is, do you think she said anything to her dad? And Jenna's like, she would never do that to me. And then okay. us. And you go, yeah. okay, so now we really know what this is all about. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so this was a whole different thing than we thought originally. It wasn't just like, oh, we're going to have a threesome and we'll not talk about it. No, I think that there was always something there. And I wonder how far Lila was trying to take it, like beyond one night. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Especially when we get little comments because Rick is taken into Mr. Stanton's office. I was going to say library. And he's like, oh, it's a really nice house. And he's like, oh, I'd give it all up for grandchildren. Oh, hey, so... The story builds. Right. So Lila's not bi. She's flat out lesbian. Yes. And is not planning to have kids, whether her dad wants them or not. Right. And it's weird because it just was said in passing, but it doesn't seem like it. Right. You know, it just seems really calculated. Yeah, it bothers him immensely. Right. And... And as things build, because he refuses to negotiate until Jenna's in the room, which, of course, Jenna's brought in, and the maid that she had been talking to earlier happens to ask her, you know, how far along are you? She's like, what? Yeah. Like, like, who knows about this, obviously? She's like, I have several. It's fine. I know. Yeah. And I wasn't sure if her husband had known, but that later on, it does come out that he did know that she was pregnant. Yes. But I was worried that that was going to somehow come out when they were negotiating. Right. Because Stanton was kind of playing hardball with that. Like, I want 50%. Like, yeah, no. And then, of course, when they come to the terms, it's like, okay, great. Let's celebrate. And in comes a couple security guards with a guy. And Stanton is like, here, I'm sure you want to purge. Why don't you shoot him? It's like, what? I don't care. I don't know who this guy is. Right. I don't care what beef you have. But this isn't cool. And all I kept thinking is, oh, my God, she's going to say, I can't be in here because it'll be loud or something about the baby. Right. And then he's going to, like, freak out or something about a grandkid. I really thought, like, somehow it was going to come out there. It it was just weird. And Stanton, especially when he offers Rick the pistol. 
Yeah. And Rick takes it. And you go, but he just kind of sat there within his hand. Like he didn't even know how to hold it. He's like, right. Uh. Yeah. He didn't aim it or anything. It was just in his hand. And they kept looking at each other and finally admitted that they don't, they aren't purgers. <laughs> right. Because right before this, he's like, oh, you'll love being part of the NFFA. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. Now, if she had said something, you know, other people have pressured them and they never gave in. And then this happens and it's like, oh, I'm wondering if by the end of the night, the whole thing's going to be null and void anyway, because he really wants them to do all of this. And it's like, I just feel like they're going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he'll throw in that they've got to be members first and it won't happen. And that's if what happens in a little bit doesn't completely throw everything off. Right. Yeah. Because it was weird because she tries to, like, Jenna tries to leave the house then. Yeah. It's like, okay, first of all, you know you're pretty much locked in. And do you really want to go out there? No. I mean, it's bad in here, but it's bad out there. Yeah. It's worse out there. Yeah. Like, I don't know, can you go hang out on a balcony somewhere and like until the sun comes up? I don't know. Yeah, go back out to the pool and hide behind a chair or something. (laughs) Right. And then Jenna's like, we're not these people. We cannot take their money. And Rick's like, okay, fine. After a little back and forth. And he's like, stress is not good for the baby. Right. And okay, because then Rick's like, let me go get his drinks. So he goes. Another thing isn't good for a baby. So come on. Well. He brought, like, she had, what, seltzer water or right, something before. Right, so. Yes. Yeah, no. Orange juice, who knows, you know. <laughs> but then Lila approaches, and then when Rick comes back, Jenna's not there. So, oh, crap, now what? Right. Because right now, here's my little tinfoil hat. Okay. That, with these these two only, that's all I got, is Rick is still like, I'm going to get this money, and Lila's going to find out what happened, and... Because she knows Jenna's pregnant, she's going to freak out even more. And Lila is going to end up killing her father in this party in front of everyone and just blow all the deals anyway. Oh, okay. This is what I think is going to happen because Lila, at this point, is probably super freaked out that her dad basically did that with Jenna there. Right. And yeah, I'm thinking that Lila knows the way out and got Jenna out of there and Rick's all there is going to end up being there by himself. I just hope things don't go really crazy or Lila is going to slip up, say something to her dad, and then Rick's going to be one of the celebratory people. Right. Which would be bullshit because he made them sign all the I won't purge at this party thing. Right. Which means you're not supposed to purge your damn guests. Yeah. (laughs) But let's get to the last person in this, what was a trilogy for a while. Right. The Masked Stranger. Yeah. I really don't understand this one at all. And we were talking about that last time because you keep hearing like the almost like the affirmations being played over, you know, seeing these scenes. Yeah. He's listening to a tape or whatever it is that basically is telling you it's a good thing to do. Purge. Get it out of your system. Right. Like it's the soundtrack of his life or something. Right. And he goes into the house, and sure enough, there's two guys in there wanting to kill the lady. That we had seen at the end of last episode. Right, broke in, busted in. And just like, no big deal, shoots them both. Yep. Looks at the woman, and I was worried for her. He says, very 
very stoically, your house has been breached. Come with me. Right. Well, I guess at that point, she's just like, all right, because I don't know what to do. Right. And she does. She's just like, okay, what? <laughs> you don't know. This dude, you know nothing. Right. But you, like, I mean, my I house guess. has been entered and these guys were going to kill me. This guy saves me, so I ain't staying in the house because <laughs> more crazies could come flying through here. Now, this guy's maybe just as crazy as they are, but... But he saved me. I don't know. I, yeah, I if I was her, I really don't know yeah. <laughs> what way I would go with that. I don't know, collect the other guns. He'd be like, no, I'm good. Can you take them outside, though? Yeah. <laughs> I, really. I mean, what would you do? Would you go? Would you stay? Would you find a way? You don't exactly have a safe room, but right. find somewhere to hold up. That's the only thing I can think of, because I'd be too afraid to go with some strange man in a mask, too. Right. I guess we get to sit back and wait for this weird story to play out. Right. We'll find out one way or the other if he actually is trying to do good or if he's just as batshit crazy as everybody else is. (laughs) Well, stay tuned, folks. We'll find out right along with you because this is a weird one. But the little piece of wisdom my husband decided to throw on me today (laughs) as we were watching, he's like, okay, so who are the NFFA? And I tell him, and he's like, so they're the people with the money. I'm like, yes, all those people are members of it. And and they want this to work because they don't like the drain of their society, which is basically anybody who's living off the system. And I say all that in Neo quotes. And it's funny because all of a sudden he goes, oh, so like Gilead, it's the people who are making the laws that have the money who are basically doing what they want. And want to keep it that way even though we know there's a lot of anti-nffa people and they're all around and those are the people killing the pro-purge people right and i'm like well yeah i didn't think about it so but he goes oh so just basically like it is now except nobody is intentionally killing other people on one night of the day the year i'm like right hey yep now that you made me think about it that way yeah absolutely money doing what they want essentially so it's kind of jacked up it's a, a little bit of a different level but i i had to agree with him he wasn't oh, really far yeah, off no he wasn't and yeah the, right now the government is not acting that much different than the nffa makes me wonder could this actually be real yep. at some point well i guess we hope it doesn't and make sure you vote to make sure yes. it doesn't get to that point <laughs> Yes, because I uh, am a bad shot. There'd just be a lot of people walking around with like groin wounds because <laughs> I drop my muzzle when I shoot. So I don't think you guys want that to happen. So get out there and vote. That's right. We had National Registration Day here this week. So, yep. If you don't want this happening in our future, get out there and vote. Yeah. Everyone always says, oh, that can't happen. You know what? You never know. Weirder yeah. things have happened. So. That's right. All right, so now that I had my spiel, like I said, we want to hear what you guys think. And hell, do you think this is something that could ever actually turn into a reality or something along these lines? Let us know, sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. While you're at it, go over to www.fangirlzone.com. Check out our contacts, and you can just shoot us a message on any of those. We have our email, we have Twitter and Facebook and everything, and it's so easy to contact us that way, too. 
And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and any other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show, especially if they like the movies. They definitely need to watch this because it does fill in puzzle pieces. And of course, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. So do you notify HR about my promotion? Or is that on me? And until next time.